Welcome to the Focus Today podcast with Perry Atkinson. Welcome back and uh, delighted to have with us today, Kathy uh, Barnett. She's the grassroots director and advisor to the Ramaswamy campaign 2024. Uh, she is also an author, a veteran and uh, former adjunct professor of corporate finance, wife, and I like this term, homeschool mama bear. Yes, and was the 2022 Republican candidate for U.S. Senate from uh, Pennsylvania. Pretty busy person. Kathy, good to see you. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, you bet. Uh, I don't know when you guys are sleeping. How do you like working on a presidential <laughs> campaign? <laughs> you know, I'm grateful. I'm grateful, um, you know, because I believe this is the greatest time in our lifetime to be born. I think there are a lot of forces that are going on all around us, a lot of decisions, pivotal decisions that are being made. And I'm grateful to be a part of the process, right? I could be sitting at home twiddling my thumbs. And so I'm grateful to be my hands on the plow and being an active member. Why did you join this campaign? You know, I was looking, you know, uh, for your audience, for those who may know me, I had just finished a brutal battle for uh, the U.S. Senate here in the in the state of Pennsylvania against Dr. Oz. We were about to win that race. <laughs> just to give your audience some perspective, Dr. Oz, Dave McCormick, we were all in a statistical three-way tie. They spent $60 million, just the two of them in the primary. I spent $1.6 million, if that gives you any indication of the imbalance, but also the amount of work we put in in order to be in a statistical tie for first place, $1.6 million versus $60 million. And so we were about to win. It did not go uh, the way that I thought it was going to go. And so now uh, is days after the election. And I just began to think to myself, in addition to a number of other things I was thinking at that time about <laughs> the loss of that race. But I was, you know, the thought of because once you finish one campaign, then you begin to look at, OK, well, what campaigns are coming next? And of course, I knew it would be presidential campaigns. And having gone through that brutal battle of walking behind the curtains, the political curtains, understanding how the sausage gets made, I'm looking at the people that I felt were going to run for president. And I just was not interested in picking up and putting, you know, the amount of work that goes into getting behind someone and making sure they get across the finish line. When I thought about the people who were going that I suspected were going to run and they all are running, I just wasn't interested. In fact, my heart felt heavy because I got into the world of politics because I believe it's time for good people to do something uh, or else we're leaving it to those who aren't so good to be involved and to be leading our country. And that was still my thinking. We need better people to get into positions of power. And the ones I thought were going to run who are running, I wasn't very impressed and I felt very discouraged. And then Vivek called me several months later saying he was going to run. I've been following him, meeting with him and his family and his business associate. I had gotten the opportunity to get to know him. 
Um, and I was very excited. And I was the first person he brought on to the campaign. And so we walked into New Hampshire, just the two of us sitting across from one person, two people. Now he's doing standing room only uh, events. And so it's been very exciting. But that was the beginning of me kind of looking for someone outside of the traditional Republican candidate. I felt like we needed something different than what I knew were going to be offered. And as God would have it, Vivek came into my path. Well, you're heavily involved in his campaign, doing a great job. By the way, uh, recent poll shows you your candidate, Vivek, is uh, on his way up, doing an excellent job. In fact, in New Hampshire, uh, is now number two in, yep. in the position. I uh, guess we're all kind of scratching our head what is happening to Governor DeSantis, and he's fallen to number five there in New Hampshire. Of course, President, former President Trump's still out ahead. But a uh, couple of questions here. What has happened with uh, Vivek going ahead of DeSantis? What do you think the deal is here? I think, you know, out of, I don't know if your audience or if you watched that first presidential debate uh, that was just a couple of weeks ago up in Milwaukee. And I thought that that was so um, um, symbolic of what, of where we are. Vivek surrounded by, I don't know, six or seven other uh, political candidates on that stage, he just looked like a breath of fresh air. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't just talking about, you know, look at Biden, look at all of our problems, you know, uh, quoting 1982 slogans. But he he seemed to be the only person who was actually living in the 21st century. I felt energy. I felt enthusiasm. One of my favorite moments uh, at that debate is when he looked at former Vice President Mike Pence and said, you are talking as though it is good morning in America. It is not good morning in America. And the overwhelming majority of Americans realize that. We realize that something has gone fundamentally wrong with how our country is being ran. But Vivek doesn't just leave it at that. Although it's not good morning in America, it doesn't have to be good night either, right? So there's a balance. I believe we don't have another two to four years to kick the can down the road and see what happened. I believe it is now that we need to get good people in leadership who have a backbone, not just to promise to build a wall that never gets done, but who actually has real promises, who's providing the kind of depth and clarity on his ideas and plans like we have never seen before, and someone who is authentic. I think a large part of the reason why people are gravitating towards Vivek is that we've been bamboozled and lied to and manipulated for some time now. And so we're a little bruised. And so we're not looking for these plastic politicians to come out, spit shine old Republican ideas, and then try to serve them up to us. We're looking for real people, authentic people who have a real vision for where we need to go. And I believe Vivek is the only one who's offering that. And I believe that's the reason why you can have a no-name candidate like Vivek actually um, leapfrog some of these perennial candidates. He's now 
uh, at an 87% name ID. He's having to turn people away at events because we meet the fire code uh, restrictions. And, and now we're at number two. How does that happen? Except for the reason that I just gave you. Yeah, you're up eight points, and DeSantis is down 13 points. I mean, that is, that's that's a lot of movement in a short amount of time. Uh, you got another debate coming up. The other thing that he has not done, he has not gone after Donald Trump. Um, yeah. Why? Because he doesn't have Trump derangement syndrome. <laughs> Only people <laughs> who suffer from Trump derangement syndrome feel the knee-jerk need to say something critical about Donald Trump every time his name is mentioned. We don't suffer from that, right? Because we recognize that our eyes have to stay on the vision, not what are we running from, but what are we running towards? And that has been the focus, the almost 100% focus of this campaign. What are we running to and how do we express that to the people? Another reason why you don't see Vivek spending the majority of his time pouncing on Donald Trump is because everybody else is pouncing on him. <laughs> you don't need Vivek to pile on him also. And lastly, if we're always talking about Donald Trump, who's talking about our country? Who's talking about the open borders? Who's talking about the fentanyl that's flooding through our nation? Who's talking about this inflation that's not going anywhere? Who's talking about the fact that we have little boys being chemically castrated and little girls who are being lied to and told that they can be a boy? They cannot. The only thing that they're doing is mutilating themselves by cutting off healthy breasts. And so, those are the things that we're focused on, not piling on top of Donald Trump. We cannot stand what they're doing to Donald Trump. We recognize that it is nothing other than a clear weaponization of our laws to get rid of Biden's most formidable opponent. We want to win. We intend to win. But we don't think that the, that the path for us to winning is to take out um, our chief rival. We're going to win because the American people will say that we will. Uh, some strategists have said that your strategy is spot on. Uh, in other words, um, you are getting your message out without complaining about um, not only how bad the current administration is, but why waste your breath on Trump? Um, so you're just getting your message out. Some have said your strategy is spot on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, no one is going to be able to out Trump me. Right. I, I mean, I when Donald Trump won here in Pennsylvania, I may have started off on the back of that Trump train. But by the end, uh, by November 2016, I was up at the front of that Trump train, spent four years talking about him in the media, dedicated the first uh, chapter of my book that went number one on Amazon to what then candidate Trump said versus what President Trump actually did. And promises made, promises kept in many regards. I voted for him twice. Vivek has said on numerous um, occasions that Donald Trump was the best president he has ever had in his lifetime, certainly in this century, in the 21st century. And I will agree with that. And yet, I believe that our country is greater than any one person. Our country is greater than Donald Trump. Our country is greater than Vivek and anyone else. And so although we may have this knee-jerk reaction to all of these spurious investigations 
an indictment that's, that's landed on Donald Trump, we need to be able to compartmentalize and say we disagree vehemently with what they're doing yeah. to the former vice president. But at the exact same time, we need to keep our head on a swivel and recognize we are we have lost actually many aspects of our nation. Mm -hmm. And I believe we have this one chance to get it back. One quick question. We've tried to take a break. And then we'll come back to the campaign. Um, what is your state going to do with Fetterman? Why are you tolerating this? It's really sad here. Yeah, it's really sad here. It is. It is very real. Um, and, you know, here's another news flash. Donald Trump was the one who kneecapped my race and did a lot of damage to the Republican base here. And that is how you end up getting somebody like Fetterman. Okay, that's running through my brain. I think I get it. All right, let me take Let's a talk break. talk about it on the other side. <laughs> okay, uh, you can go to Vivek2024.com uh, is the website. We'll be right back with Kathy in just a moment. We'll be back to this week's interview in just a few seconds. In the meantime, we want to let you know that you can watch this interview, plus many more exclusive interviews that happen this week on the Dove's daily TV and radio show by visiting our website, thedove.us. And while you're there, sign up for our free daily devotional, The Word for You Today. Three months of daily readings that will connect you with God's Word. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, and uh, what an honor to have with us today, Kathy uh, Barnett. She's the grassroots director and advisor for the Vivek uh, Ramaswamy 2024 presidential campaign. Um, her own story and everything is just amazing. You probably remember her. She was the 2022 Republican candidate for the U.S. Senate in Pennsylvania. So we have lots to talk about. But anyway, the, uh, the campaign website is Vivek, V-I-V-E-K, 2024.com. Go there and check it out. I do want to come back to the campaign, but you left me hanging. <laughs> you left me hanging. Uh, the, the, the kneecap blow from Donald Trump. Explain that. Yeah. As I said to your uh, audience uh, a few moments ago before the break is that we were about to win those last five days of the race. Um, we were winning. <laughs> there was a tremendous amount of energy, momentum, surge, all the polls, all the numbers. We were about to win. And it was about five days before the end, before the before the actual election. And Donald Trump uh, released some of these, quote unquote, MAGA conservatives to start lying on me. For example, they were saying the Friday before the vote that I was a member of Black Lives Matter. I'm black. So people didn't know if that was true or not. But two days later, the exact same people started saying I was uh, marching with the Proud Boys. Now, obviously, I couldn't be both of these people. I couldn't be both a member of Black Lives Matter and marching with the Proud Boys. But it's, it's similar to what you're seeing with Vivek. When you start winning and when the opposition doesn't want you to win, Instead of debating ideas, they begin to just throw out accusations, long knives, we call it, yeah. begin to come out. And yeah. the goal is not to prove anything. It's just to muddy the yeah, water. I get it. Um, quite frankly, I got the same T-shirt. So I get it. And yeah. done by Republicans. It was 
done. But and I think that is what shocked me the most. I think the first two days out of the five is that I was prepared for the Don Lemons, the CNN, the MSNBC to come out with long knives lying on me and all of that. I was not I was not prepared for Donald Trump and other fellow, quote unquote, MAGA conservatives to come after me. So it, for the first two days, it was quite shocking. And I was a little bit back on my heels. I got over it. The next three days, we began to lean forward. But the damage has been done to our to our base. Again, think about it. Oz, Dave McCormick, they spent $60 million. I only had $1.6 million. I had three full-time people on my team, a driver, a scheduler, and one field director. I say that to say I clearly did not have the money to go buy loyalty. So the people who made me relevant are the exact same people who are making Vivek relevant. It's the people, the voters, the grassroots. They recognize something that's gone wrong with our country. They're looking for someone who speak our values and they're coming behind that person. And when Donald Trump and others thought they were kneecapping me, they were really kneecapping our base. And so when you ask me about Pennsylvania, that's honestly my assessment is that they, the Republicans have done a huge disservice to our own base of people and kneecapping them. And so we're going to have to do a lot of work here in the state of Pennsylvania and other places to make sure our our people are actually getting elected. Okay, Kathy, you make you bring up a big point, and I'm not going to have enough time to deal with it, but I, I'll get you back. But you're bringing up a good point. We Republicans have a tendency to self-destruct at the last minute, and you end up with a Fetterman. I have seen this over <laughs> and over and over again. Do you think the division in the Republican Party ever can be healed? I'm not sure. Um, one of the things I've learned, I mean, you know, I'm not sure, but at the same time, I'm, I'm fighting this race, right? Because I believe our country is worth us throwing everything we have at it. Because again, I don't believe we have two to four years to figure this thing out. I believe it's now or this can turn in a very dark direction very, very quickly. We already have our federal government is weaponizing itself against its own people. And I don't see any determent. One of the things I learned, however, you know, when I was running for Senate is that for the Republican Party winning for many of those who sit high and look low, winning is not their number one priority. Control is, even if it's control over a sinking ship. So you saw what happened in 2022. There was no red wave. No heads have rolled as a result of that. There was no red wave here in Pennsylvania. In fact, we lost almost everything. And not one person uh, who was in leadership in Pennsylvania has been held accountable for that. So when you have the exact same people being able to maintain control, then you're not going to really see the kinds of change that people like you and I would like to see. We're fighting against a machine, this uniparty, right? Because I, I'm a firm believer Democrats cannot do half the stuff they're doing if Republicans weren't complicit. And so we have a lot of, that's what people mean when they say the uniparty. It's not just Democrats or Republicans. It's not blacks against white. It's not gays against straight. It is those who sit in high places and look low versus the rest of us. And so once you begin to understand that, you begin to align yourself a little bit 
better, right? I don't make deities out of these people. They are not rock stars. I am holding their feet to the fire and I refuse to be manipulated. And I, as much as I would like to blame Donald Trump solely or media fake news and all of that solely, I can't. I recognize that it takes two to tangle. They can only manipulate and lie if the people are gullible and easy to be manipulated. And so I have to place the blame on we, the people as well. We are going to have to refuse to be manipulated, refuse to allow people to come and tell you that because she's black, she may be a part of Black Lives Matter. And then two days later, tell you now she's marching with Proud Boys. You are going to have to not fall for that. And we see it with Vivek now. I believe he's our best chance at getting someone in office who will actually listen to us and fight for us. And I am hopeful that the American people will not lose out on that opportunity. Wow. Um, I'm hearing you say something that is amazing. And that is, um, do we recognize at the end of the day between the two parties, it's the battle of the elites. (laughs) I've often thought over on the left, does the average liberal realize that what they're fighting for is to make the elite richer and then in the end that they will lose. And in some ways, we're doing it in the Republican Party as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Absolutely. If going back to that first presidential debate, again, when the question w- w- was asked, who would stop sending money over to Ukraine? Vivek's hand was the only hand that went up, right? So especially in today's era, you have now the Republican Party, many of them, And Democrats, they don't agree on anything except we should be sending billions of dollars over to Ukraine. We don't agree on transgenderism in the schools, over-sexualization of our children, closing our border, stopping fentanyl, how we should handle uh, China. But the one thing we all agree on, apparently, is sending more of our money during inflationary times over to Ukraine to defend their border while our border is left wide open. And Vivek was the only one out of the seven or eight who was on that stage who raised his hand and said, I will not send another dollar to Ukraine. We now have 3,000 or so men and women, American boys and girls who are over on the ground defending Ukraine. That's anathema. We should be able to do better. Where'd you learn all this? (laughs) You're amazing. I I told you I know some stuff. I've been living. <laughs> well, yes, obviously. I, I love the, uh, you're a homeschooling mama bear. Yes. <laughs> How many children do you have? I have two. And I saw 10 years ago what most people are just now waking up to, right? I was in the financial industry, an adjunct professor, corporate finance, authoring my first book, Corporate America. I was going to rule the world. And then my five-year-old came home with a stack of paperwork. And in that stack of paperwork was a notice from her guidance counselor that they were going to be teaching my daughter, my five-year-old, about same-sex marriage, Billy with two fathers, Sally with two moms, a divorce and all of that. And I've worked very hard to create the life my husband and I now have. My children have parents. 
and I felt strongly then, my husband and I, that we don't need the, the, the school parenting our children. And that started us down the path of homeschooling. Kathy, you're amazing. You're a blessing. Thank you. Let's stay in touch. Uh, best to you in your work there. Let me say to our viewers, uh, Kathy is obviously with the Ramaswamy uh, campaign, and you go to vivek2024.com. That's the website. Um, I just want to say long-term, Kathy, stay in the fight. No matter what happens here, stay in the fight. I don't think God's done with you. No, he's not. He's faithful, he's good, and he's sovereign. Good to see you. Thank you for your time. Blessing. Thank you for listening to this week's Focus Today podcast. Remember, you can visit our website to check out all the interviews we did this week on our daily Focus Today TV show at thedove.us. And if you like this podcast, please take a moment to rate us and share it with your friends.